Next on BYU Sports Nation, news from the Big 12 Update Center. Is there movement on the expansion front? ESPN's Jake Trotter gives us the latest. Plus, Blaine Fowler and his biceps will join us to get his opinion on what's going on with the Big 12 news. Plus, volleyball head coach Sean Olmstead will look back on the season and what's to come. Plus, it's a baseball and lacrosse game day. Thumbs up, let's do this. Leroy! BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Jenkins! BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Tuesday, May 10th. Jerem Jordan alongside Tracy Gold's body double, Jason (laughs) Shepard. Oh, I hope people know who that is, because if you get that, that's really funny. Yeah, and if you don't, it's from Growing Pains, okay? It's one, 80s, of, the, it's one of the greatest 80s, 80s sitcoms, sitcoms oh, yeah. which we sang the theme song in our pre-show meeting today, and it was awesome. <laughs> we literally did. It got really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was great creation. Another great creation, the Memphis fan group that ha- is uh, anti-BYU in the expansion uh, candidacy is still a little hurt over the... Uh, the, the finish of the 2014 Miami Beach Bowl. Yeah, you know that you're uh, maybe the top dog when it comes to Big 12 expansion when fan bases are putting together PowerPoint presentations, and one of which, as you mentioned, came from the, a fan group of the Memphis Tigers, and the slide was titled All Sports, Seven Days of Play. Basically saying, hey, we'll play on Sunday. We don't play Which on is a Sunday. direct shot, obviously, at BYU. Congratulations on your recent success, by the way. <laughs> and you lost your coach as well. So did BYU. What do you know? And they're actually rivals, Virginia and Virginia Tech now. The coaches that were lost by BYU. It all comes Memphis. full circle. Absolutely. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's a game day for the baseball team. They're in action at Utah Valley tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio against Utah Valley. The Wolverines won this game 7-6 to in 11 innings last week. Big week for the Cougars as they play Utah Valley tonight. And then... Three games at San Francisco later this week. Yeah, it's a really big week uh, for for BYU baseball. Ashley Thompson and McKenna Bowl are the WCC Player and Pitcher of the Week for BYU softball. This is Bowl's sixth time as Pitcher of the Week. The Cougars travel to Logan to face Utah State tonight at 7 Eastern. Lacrosse, they're seventh ranked in the country. They beat Oregon State. Take that, Zach Nyborg. 7-5 <laughs> last night in the opening round of the MCLA tournament. This is the national uh, tournament. Chris Severson pulled off a hat trick during the game. The Cougars play second-ranked Georgia Tech tonight, 9.45 Eastern time, so good luck to those boys. Absolutely, and BYU Volleyball finished number two in the final AVCA poll. The Belmont Abbey head coach gave BYU a first-place vote. Why did he give BYU a first-place vote? They lost the title game to the second-ranked team. I, you know. <laughs> what? Good job, good effort, though. I yeah. appreciate it. So I think I don't so you is think it a split national title? Is that what we just in the, in Co- the media co-champions, bowl? co-champs? Now yes. is that what we learned? Sean Olmstead will join us coming up. We'll recap uh, the 2016 season and look ahead to 2017. Bright, uh, bright, bright future for BYU next year. With that in mind, rise and shout! It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Big 12 expansion news. You all, you all know how I feel about the Big 12. As Jason uh, pumps his fist. <laughs> Wake me up when expansion happens, okay? But there was some movement in the expansion direction yesterday. We'll get more on that info of what happened yesterday in a moment. But first, our Twitter question. 
do you feel the Big 12 is closer to expansion? It's a pretty mm. simple question, yeah. but is the answer simple? First tweet coming in from at uh, Russ Melrose says, yes, exclamation point, absolutely, exclamation point. Now it's only a billion light years away. I'm sensing oh some goodness. sarcasm. We've we found <laughs> planets closer than that, new planets that could be habitable. So, yeah, that's not good news, but use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. To break down the latest info from the Big 12, let's go back to our very own Big 12 Update Center with Ben Bagley. Decision 2016. A Big 12 expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Well, Jeremy, we start here first. Division and Sooner hierarchy, hierarchy over expansion, or is there? Oklahoma Board of Regent Chairman Max Weitzenhofer told CBS Sports he's trying to convince Oklahoma President David Bourne not to expand. Back to studio. Back to us. Back to you. Back to us. Thank you. I'm re- of all the places nationally where the Big 12 Update Center could be, it happens to be in our control room. I think that is... That's not just coincidence. That's not, or is it, whatever. So, interesting stuff yesterday, as mentioned. Weitzenhofer also said, I don't know what we have to gain from expansion. Interesting, because remember, Oklahoma President David Boren, Spencer's best friend in the world, <laughs> has been saying that Oklahoma wants to expand. Been leading the charge in yes. many ways. So now there's a board of regents. They actually uh, are the powerful group that control the vote. David Boren and this group, it seems, to ha- they seem to have different opinions. So Weitzenhofer says he also thinks expansion makes sense if it's expanding with Power 5 teams. That is, pulling from another conference uh, like that, you know, that happened to uh, the Big 12. What, you know, how teams, reali- the Missouri, Missouri and Texas went to the SEC. How realistic do you think? I, I don't see that being very realistic at all right now. No, no. And the only ex- expansion candidates out there being discussed are, are a group of five or independent teams, a la BYU, Cincinnati, South Florida, Memphis, and so on. Right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this guy's just trying to be a contrarian. You know, that I mean, there, there's so many layers to this, but the fact that Boren has been the one leading the charge – in, in many respects, to have his own Board of Regents chairman come out like this, it's a little shocking to the system because you thought of any school, Oklahoma was one that was certainly on board. Yeah, this is interesting, too, because Oklahoma has always played second fiddle to Texas. But right now, Oklahoma feels like they're in more of a position of power, in my opinion, because they've produced better teams than Texas. They have a Final Four basketball and football team. You could argue Oklahoma had the best year of any school in the country athletically in that regard. Okay, so Weizenhofer also said this. They, in terms of the uh, you know group of five and independent uh, conference uh, expansion candidates, have no seating capacity in their stadiums. They really don't build them up. They really don't have any TV. I really don't know what we have to gain by that. Really? Okay, let's discuss. Is he not paying attention? No, obviously not. Let's discuss BYU in this. Okay, this just in. BYU has a 63,000-seat stadium, which brings us to the stat of the day, Jason. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Lavelle Edwards Stadium would be the third largest stadium in the Big 12. They have no seating capacity in their stadium. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? See, this this is an uneducated comment. Yeah. BYU's you does everyone realize Lavelle Edwards Stadium is larger than three NFL stadiums? Do you, do you know who for? Ben Bagley's Raiders, the Colts, and the Cardinals. 
It's 63,000. It used to be 65. They've renovated and it's actually gone down a little bit. Let's talk about the other part. He said they have no TV. Really? Really? BYU is one of two schools in the country that have its own contract with ESPN. The other is Boise State. Okay? One of two. The school also has its own network. I believe we are live on that network <laughs> as, we, as speak. we speak. That produces its own content unlike any other school in the country. That's even more than Texas. They're, they are owned by ESPN, the Longhorn Network. It's the only school that d- can do that, right? But wait, there's more. It's not just Oklahoma saying stuff. It's also another school in the Big 12. For that, we go back to the Big 12 Update Center. That's right, Jerem. More from the Big 12. An expansion timetable has been set by West Virginia AD, or has it? West Virginia Athletic Director Shane Lyons told the Metro News the following, quote, I think in the next 90 to 180 days, we'll have to make a decision one way or the other. Studio B, back to you. Back to us. Thanks, Ben. I love that Ben's taking a page from Spencer's may or may not. <laughs> or is it? 90 to 180 days. Okay, basically, by football season. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But I like the fact that the West Virginia Athletic Director, uh, Shane Lyons, is giving it some kind of timetable. He's just guessing. He's not making a formality. I mean, it could be as soon as the end of this month, I believe, when they meet again. Uh, as a group in the Big 12. They can expand whenever they want. It's no, but, just when they're going to gather. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. This isn't just, these aren't just numbers he's pulling out of the air. You know for a fact that there are certain things that these athletic directors were probably told, we need to keep this hush-hush. If he's willing to come out with 90 to 180 days, that's coming from somewhere. He's just not pulling that number out of the air. Although it, it does remind me of like the your cable's busted and they're going to show up at your house. And they're <laughs> be like, there between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m.? Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the next 90 to 180 days. Jerem, when are you going to get your act together with your uh, new you know workouts? Uh, in the next 90 <laughs> to 180 days. I don't know. D- does this change your opinion on anything? These no, quotes? No, no, no. <laughs> to, to me, this these are still leaves blowing in the wind of just like rumor and what... I. I'm still waiting for action to be taken. Um, I'm interested in this, but I'm really... It's like, just wake me up when you actually take action. Okay, because my own personal self-worth is wrapped up in the highs and lows of information about BYU going to the Big 12... I can't believe it's that (laughs) strong. (laughs) Here's... We mentioned the timetable that was mentioned by, by Shane Lyons from West Virginia. I think that's a step forward. To put out an actual... How many steps are ahead of that? That's my question. Well, I, I, don't, you know I, mean? I don't know. But the fact that you're starting to have more and more schools come out publicly and talk about this, even if it's negative, the fact that it's being talked about in a public forum, I think, is progress. I think that last summer we had this same stuff and that nothing happened. That's, that's why I don't blink twice. I think that you're having more and more schools... Talk about this openly and how this we and, and you even had Bob Bowlesby, you know, within the last couple of weeks say we can't draw this out any longer. We have to make a decision sooner rather than later. If it's expanding, do it. If we're not, we just have to make a decision. That has not been the case over the last couple of years. So I do think we're coming to somewhat of a conclusion. Not that schools will be announced, but whether or not they're going to expand or not. That decision, I think, is coming this summer for sure. Here's why I don't like all of this. 
BYU comes from a place of extreme desperation. They won't, they won't do it publicly, but obviously BYU would like to be in a Power 5 conference for the revenue and the power. Remember, in the Power 5, we tried to teach this. The power in Power 5 is the money and the access, which are tied to money, right? That, that, that would help. BYU's building facility, they br- uh, facilities, the practice facility for basketball, an engineering building was broken. BYU just paid $25 bucks to buy Provo High and all that. So there's money there. If you can get $23 million plus every year from the Big 12 and a new TV deal, that will help with uh, facilities, with recruiting. That will mean BYU is better. That mean, will, can you imagine Kansas and Oklahoma and the Merritt Center every year in basketball? That would be awesome. I just want it to happen. I just want to see something. And if it's no, then what? How long will Indy last? There's some big questions revolving around this. That, therefore, I understand the importance of all of this. Well, and I, we've talked about you know whether or not BYU would be willing to take less money or no money. You know, gradually. Oh, that will I happen mean, yeah, if they that, get in. Yeah, it's it's not that's it's not if they get the in. Yeah, I mean that's that shouldn't be a problem. I mean, getting in is the important thing. All of the added benefits that come with it, you can worry about after the fact. Abs- Just get in. Absolutely. While West Virginia AD Shane Lyons, he has this theoretical timetable, right? 9,280 days. You know what? We've got our own timetable. Countdown to the Wildcats. 116. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was not bad. Sorry, Brian. That was better than yesterday. (laughs) It really was. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. Do you feel the Big 12 is closer to expansion? The homies at at Cougarsat say this. They're closer to some form of shun. Expansion, explosion, implosion, derision, delusion. (laughs) That's pretty good. Is there all of the above? Exactly. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, ESPN's Jake Trotter will join us. He talked to uh, Weisenhofer yesterday, the latest on that, and Sean Olmstead from Men's Volleyball. But first, Blaine Fowler on expansion, Taysom Hill and his way-too-early basketball starting lineup. This is BYU Sports Nation. There he is! He's here! Did you lift this morning? No? No? Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Conversation's happening right now on Twitter, people. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Baseball travels across town to face UVU tonight in a non-conference showdown. Hayden Rogers will get the start for the Cougars tonight. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You got the uh, you got the baseball shirt on, the bat catch. I do. I love it. Yes, yeah. That's awesome. Let's go. Love it's shirt, it's the first time in nine weeks, by the way, that they're unranked. Lost three in, uh, in a week for the first time last week. So I think these guys are going to be motivated in this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they win all four games. Let's let's see some success. I, this I don't. Week. I mean, I, I'm fully expecting at least three wins. At this least week. at three. least three wins yeah. this week for sure. Three would be good for sure. And the magic number is four for them to make the West Coast Conference tournament. Our Twitter question: Do you feel the Big Twelve is closer to expansion? At jealous nine. There's no way they waste $1 million on a study that says expansion helps by really 10 or 15% and keep the status quo. Now, when, e- now when each school is making $23 million yeah, a year... Yeah, that's a kind of a drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's, it's 100000 per school. That's not a ton for them. You know what I'm saying? That's not a ton. No, I, that, no. I, that's, that's really not a, a, a huge investment. At f- for you and I, yeah. At FinDaddy81, <laughs> yes, but at, at 12 teams, I'm not still not seeing BYU in. Going to go east. Now expand to 14+. plus. It's a different story. So we'll see. I mean, it's not out of the question that the Big 12 just says, 
heck with it. We're going to 16, and we're going to jump all this, and then maybe they're progressive at that point. Let's get Blaine Fowler's take on this. Blaine Fowler now joins us in studio. How's it going, brother? Good. Didn't get to work out this morning, yeah. though. This you, afternoon? you would not know it, by the way. So No, <laughs> this afternoon. Yeah. This, this afternoon, afternoon, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can't miss. Yeah. I'm trying to keep up with B. Logan. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, like we get on the AFR set, and he's always flexing and stuff. Constantly over flexing. And flexing and flexing and flexing. Over and like, over. Okay. He's the one yeah. peppercorn of. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like oiling and oiling. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's killing me. After uh, after further view coming up uh, this fall on uh, BYU TV. Can't wait for that. It is May 10th, though, and so what that means is that there's Big 12 expansion room. Yes, of course. So what's, what's your take on all of this? Because I'm kind of wake me up when we get there. And Jason is, I live on every morsel of rumor, right? I think this year's is different. We talked about this last week because, because they've recognized that they've got to do something. The Big 12 commissioned this study. They, they recognize that just sitting still doesn't make any sense. So they're going to expand. It's just like, what's the time frame? I think it's sooner than later. I, I think that what we're, we're going to see is it may not happen in their summer meetings that are coming up, president's meetings, but I would be flabbergasted if they don't have a special committee that comes out of that during the summer to investigate what their options are. And, and if we don't hear something about what they're going to do by late summer or early fall, I'll be really surprised. I think we're going to hear mm-hmm. what their plans are, and I, and I do think that they're going to expand. Don't you think, though, the fact that you know, wh- whether or not it's it's accurate or not, the fact that, that, you know, the West Virginia AD is actually throwing out a time for – don't you think that's, that is a step in the right direction? Yeah, and remember, Shane Lyons, the, the one you're referring to from West Virginia, he was the associate commissioner of the ACC when they were going through. He has experience with this. And he commented in an article I read that expansion is always – on the burner. Sometimes it's on the front burner and it's on the back burner. He says, but if if the Big 12 thinks that the ACC and the SEC and the Big 10 aren't still considering expanding the 16 teams, they're all at 14 right now. He said they're they're talking about it all the time. Now for the Big 12, since they're sitting at 10 and they're kind of the outsiders right now, it's on the front burner. They're, they're really actively talking about it. But if all these and Lions, I think that he brings them a sense of urgency to the conversation where he says, guys, something has to be done. And we're not talking about does it have to be done this year. Of course, it, it we're not getting hurt right this minute. But you've got to look five and ten years down the road. And if the SEC or the ACC or the Big Ten expand to 16, which they likely will do, the Big 12 could be left with no teams to take if they don't act right now. They need to get what's left of the best, you know, the best of what's left right now, and at least add two and maybe four, or they're going to find themselves way behind the curve four or five years from now. The question that I'm curious about, if if he's being this vocal about a timetable and needing, I wonder if he's also being vocal about needing somebody out east to join him. Uh, he, they would like a travel partner, <laughs> but uh, I think what it comes down to is number one priority is what team, if we're going to take a team or two, you have to take two, so go get him an east at partner there. At least two. Yeah, you have to take at least two, and maybe you need to take four. You start talking about the revenue generators, fan base, all that kind of stuff. And BYU's head and shoulders above every one of the teams that they're talking about. It's not even close. And you hear some misinformed comments coming out out of different places. So we know that Boren, the president at Oklahoma, has been very supportive of expansion. He's pushing it. Now you hear this chatter coming out of the Board of Regents, seven-member Board of Regents, that, uh, well, you know, we're not so sure about this. But, but then... 
in the same conversation, he makes a comment about, you know, small fan bases and small stadiums. Hey, last time I checked. (laughs) Yeah, last time I checked, BYU, you know, we're Kansas. It would be third. The stadium. Let's let's talk about football. Let's talk about Kansas. Let's talk about Iowa State. Let's let's talk about programs that don't have a fan base. BYU would immediately, in football and basketball, jump into the upper, heck, upper third probably, not just upper half. In football, they'd be three, right? In, 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 in attendance, sta- you're talking yeah. stadium and stadium yeah, size, yeah, yeah. right? I was going to say in basketball, <laughs> yeah. In the competition, that's a good competition. That's yeah. a great, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. In fact, that's a great place for BYU with what they've got coming now over the next several years. But in terms of attendance, mm-hmm. though, for basketball, oh, the yeah. Marriott Center is going to be right at the top of that league in terms of attendance, and so. Yeah, it, BYU brings the most to the table in terms of fan base, national reputation, revenue that they can help bring. So that one should be a no-brainer. Yeah, Blaine Fowler's on BYU Sports Nation. It feels like BYU is the most obvious candidate um, in a very biased way from you know these microphones, uh, but, but we're hearing it nationally and whatnot. That's not the question really, though. It's like, will the Big 12 make the move, and when will it be? So my question is this. If the Big 12 decides not to expand, how soon before you think they would expand? A year, two? I think something's come. Do they wait for someone else to move? Then they're going to be behind it. I I don't think that they can afford to. That's why I think they're going to make a move. That's why I think they'll announce that, you know, maybe it doesn't happen this next fall, but maybe they announce our intention is in 2017 to expand this conference. It will be a zoo. Right. If they say, if they say that, because oh, the lobbying. Oh, the, there's already lobbying you going on. Go no, no, I think yeah. that they can say our plan is to expand in 2017, and here's the here's the schools that we're working with right now to make that. I th- I think that by the end of this summer, it'd be wild if they declared the schools. Yeah, that too. By the end of the summer, there's too much. <laughs> in the past, it's been talk from people like us from the media. Yep. Now it's ads like Shane Lyons from West Virginia. It's presidents like Bourne from Oklahoma, and and there's vocal opposition to it from Texas. Of course, Texas. <laughs> is an opposition to it. The the Longhorn Network is at risk. And they don't need any revenue, so they don't care. And they haven't been competitive in the football in that league in the last couple of years. So to Texas, they need to get their near-term glasses off and start looking down the road and go, hey, this is for the betterment league. And they have stated, if it's good for everybody, then we, you know, not in these exact words, but we could we could be persuaded. On the surface, they're saying no, we're opposed, and they've lobbied Texas Tech and TCU against it. But strictly self-interest um, for Texas. The league needs to expand if they're going to compete with those other three that are in geographic proximity. I don't know that they really compete with the Pac-12, nor do they care about that, although they almost lost a couple of teams to the Pac-12 a few years ago because they were too slow. People are going to remember that. That that they were on they I mean, they were on the cusp of losing Texas and Oklahoma to the Pac-12 just a few years ago, and Oklahoma's being really vocal right now. And I realize there's this dissenting vote from the Board of Regents, but in the end, I think there's going to be enough of a a groundswell of let's get something done before it's too late that they will expand. All right, we've obviously mentioned Max Weitzenhofer quite a bit, the the chairman of the Board of Regents. What we've not mentioned about uh, Mr. Weitzenhofer is he's a noted. Broadway producer. He he's a he's a thespian. He, he's a he's a theatrical guy. With that in mind, what is your favorite Broadway play? <laughs> well, it's pretty easy for me. Wicked. Is that you're you're a, Wicked? Okay. Yeah, you love Wicked. To defy I love you Wicked. All the, you go back to New York all the time. You always yeah. Go see my shows. office is in New York, so I'm we're back there all the time. And I grew up in New York, so uh, Wicked. I, you know, and I'm I'm a classics guy too. 
but wicked. I mean, I just stole my heart when, you know, and I, and I think that he's going to be saying before it's all said and done about BYU, be, because I knew you, I have been changed for good. <laughs> for good. Yeah, is what he's going to, eventually, <laughs> and that's, and that's he's what he's going to say. Man, he'll just, he'll <laughs> just say, because I knew you, <laughs> because I knew yeah. you, is what he's going to come up with, so. Oh my goodness, Blaine. So. <laughs> Okay, there was a picture. It changed directions. There was a picture <laughs> yesterday. Yoli Childs working out with Eric Mika, which is kind of a blend of okay, you know this this new team. Can we call him Man Child? Yes, because he is Yoli Man Childs. <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. just call him that. He, I, I see him coming off the bench at least initially for this BYU team. Yeah. What's your starting lineup oh, for gosh. that basketball team? Here's the thing: when you start thinking about that, there's nine guys that could start coming yes. back. So. When's Dastrip back from his mission? You know, you about, guys, a month. about a month. So, yeah. so he's got enough time, too. My goodness. So start thinking about it. Elijah Bryant, nobody's talked about because – We've talked about it. Well, you guys have, but nope, nobody thinks about him because he was redshirting last year and he was lighting it up in practice. Guy's a great player. He's capable of being a starter. We think of the obvious. So we, you know, we think of Emery. You think of Haas coming back from Those his mission. Those are my three in the back row right there. Yeah, Bryant, Haas. It depends on when you, whether you want to start with a big or with a small, you know. Hey, Sabonis is gone, right? So maybe you start small against against the Zags. But you got Davis on the front line that's that's a capable starter. Mika obviously is there, a starter. There's the starting five for me. So that's what you have. You yep. get, so I mentioned the first five that are probably my first five, but then I'm saying, wait a minute, does Chapman continue to improve and does he earn the right to be out there? He's the best perimeter defender on that team last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so do, do they want some defense out there? Do they start him if they want defense? Um, what about Dastrip? He's he's a guy that if you want to go big. He could maybe be a stretch three. He's that skilled. It depends on what that skill set is, but he can definitely stretch a defense. Yeah. I Dave, think he's more of a four. Right. Dave generally has a three, at least three ball handlers. Yeah. And he wouldn't be a ball. And handler. so, so it depends on what you want to do and what you have to match up with. But Yoli Manchilds. Yeah. What What does he do as, as well? a freshman? Yep. Certainly, there's so much depth next year that it's going to be fun. I I probably the first five I mentioned are probably the ones that are the obvious choices. To at least be. initially. Yeah. But. That could change. Like I said, if you're playing a team where you go, we need a shut guy down on the perimeter, and then maybe you go with Chapman as a starter on that on that player. And let's see what kind of defense we get from Elijah Bryant yep. and uh, TJ Huff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, great stuff. Good luck uh, lifting this afternoon. All right, guys, we got to go pump it up. on. Tries, tries for the guys. Yeah, Brian don't, though. Don't miss leg day though. Brian though. A lot of curls for the girls. That's what he's doing. <laughs> oh, we know yeah, that. yeah. I don't work on that either. <laughs> Blaine, we appreciate the time, brother. All right, guys. Do you feel the Big 12 is closer to expansion? Use the hashtag oh, BYUSN. Oh, please, be at, closer. At Laser Sheep. Yeah, they're <laughs> closer. Does anyone know the date of the original rumor that started all of this? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years, exactly. At Kip Kint. Closer? Yes, close. We'll see. I'm nervous that the biggest advocate, Boren, doesn't even have his own people convinced. That is a problem. Coming up, ESPN's Drake, Jake Trotter on the latest rumors. But first, Sean Olmstead of the men's volleyball team on the 2016 season and what lies ahead for the Cougars. <laughs> Welcome back. Jeremy Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio Simulcast on BYU TV presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. There are plenty of ways to follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. On Twitter, we're at BYU Sports Nation. On Instagram, also BYU Sports Nation. The thing the kids are raving about these days, Snapchat. Follow us at BYUSN. We just recorded one of our next guests. Go on uh, Snapchat, BYUSN, to see 
who it is and what he said. The BYU baseball team in our BYU Sports Nation headlines in action tonight at Utah Valley, 8 Eastern time on BYU Radio. That's right. Ashley Thompson and McKenna Bull are the WCC Player and Pitcher of the Week for BYU Softball. This is Bull's sixth time as Pitcher of the Week. The Cougars will be traveling to Logan today to face Utah State tonight at 7 Eastern. Seventh-ranked lacrosse beat Oregon State. Take that, Zach Nyborg. 7-5 last night in the opening round of the MCLA National Tournament. Chris Severson pulled off hat-trick during the game. The Cougars back at it tonight, 9.45 Eastern time against second-ranked Georgia Tech, the Rambling Wreck, on the lacrosse field. Good luck uh, Good luck tonight. BYU Volleyball finished number two in the final AVCA poll. Kind of curious to know what our next guest feels about this part. The Belmont Abbey head coach gave BYU a first-place vote. Sean Homestead now joins us in studio. How'd you get a first-place vote? Hey, I don't know. Uh, I, I had some leftover per diem, you know, that I uh, crossed paths in the hotel and uh, just uh, did the, that secret handshake, you know, and uh, thanks, uh, thanks for taking care of us. Yeah, we, we decided that there's a split national title now. There so, we go. Yeah, one okay. of the 25. All right. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's it been that, like the last couple of days? Is it kind of you kind of take in not only the match but the season? Have you been able to, to evaluate the season or is it still fresh? Um. Not completely, you know. It's uh, it reminds me of this movie back in the '80s. I don't, I actually forget the title, but uh, it's a bunch of these surfer kids in California, and it's uh, day one of school, and they open the door to the VW bus, and it's just a haze of smoke, and they kind of fall out and like fast times at Ridgemont fast High. Fast yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. So good, and and they just kind of roll out of the van like, oh, class has started. You know, not. Not that I'm partaking of any of that, we, uh, but just kind of the haze, just kind of, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to really do that yet, and uh, we, I will. There, time will, time will heal some things, but uh, it just kind of, none of us saw that coming. We knew it would be a good match. All the credit in the world to Ohio State uh, from the from the get go. Let that be known. They uh, came. They were aggressive. They got after it. Uh, you know, their game plan really kind of, I think, was obviously was that. Let's just get them from the service line. If we miss a few here or there, we, we, they believed, I'm sure, that it was going to even out. So, um, you know, I'll get there where we can look back and go, wow, pretty remarkable. But right now, you know, it's kind of darn it. Uh, you know, what could I have done better for the boys? Uh, what could we have done better as a team? And, you know, so, uh, but that's part of it. That's part of it. And uh, we'll get there. Have you gone back and watched the title match yet? Or is that still, no. you can't do it yet? No, I don't. I honestly, I probably won't. I don't. Uh, I ne- I, I, yeah, I never watched uh, when we lost to Penn State with the women's team. Um, you know, I, it's not, I've told people I have a 24-hour rule when you lose other matches and, and other events where okay you know it sinks in it, it's a bummer it's hard but you got to get you got to look at what we need to do to be better what we can do better this is a little unique because we're not going to play another match next week we're not going to, so uh I, I feel like i i know fairly well what happened and uh yeah i don't know if i want to go through that again and because that just brings up all these shoulda woulda coulda and uh, I, I just, we as a group, all of us just, you know, need to go forward and, um, you know, tip our hats to the opponents and just go forward. Sean Olmstead, the men's volleyball head coach on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars just a couple of days ago at Penn State uh, lost in three to Ohio State. And what's interesting about that in the national championship matches, the margin of loss was razor thin. 
Mm-hmm. So they served the lights out, and we'll talk about that in a second, but you lose the first set 32-30, the second set 25-23. I mean, you're, you're this close <laughs> from being up 2 nothing in that, right? Yeah, and that that's, goes back to the previous question where uh, it's hard because we had, we had opportunities. Who's to know what would have happened from there? I, I'm not the kind of coach either that uh, says, well, if this we would have done that, it would have been a completely different match. Who knows? Right. But, you know, there was so many of those. Op- we had opportunities, darn it. And uh, so it was a battle, and we had set points. We made some digs where we could convert them and win that first set. And it didn't uh, go our way. And uh, I told the guys after the match, they're going to lose sleep. Uh, but it's part of this whole deal. It's part of athletics. And uh, you know that getting into it for sure. The point of bringing that up too is the fact that you look at, okay, you get swept. Not all swe- sweeps are created equal, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's, oh, man, as, as poor as the, the passing was from yeah. service receive, and I believe I heard 9% were inside the 10-foot line. Yeah, Can yeah. You, was that the number? Yeah, I, so, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. As as poor as that was, you were right there. No, you know I know. What I mean? And then set yeah. three, they have nothing to lose. They can bombs away, and then yeah. it was bombs away. Right? You know, winning yeah. that first set would have. Uh, you know, I definitely the guys know what I would have said because uh, a lot of times as coaches, you 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 preach kind of uh, your messages, and they're a lot of times they're very similar. Mm-hmm. It's your approach, and so my approach would have been, guys, you know, we won that set. Uh, but we had so many opportunities to get a nice cushion. And we didn't play great volleyball. The volleyball that we've shown to play pretty consistently throughout the entire uh, season, regular season, and into the playoffs. So, guys, we get there, and it's going to be tough for them to keep up with us. So, you know, that's, that's those things, again, the shoulda, woulda, coulda that, uh, that I, we've all processed. And you're exactly right. Um, we didn't play great, and we were right there. We had opportunities. You've mentioned moving forward a couple of times. How do you move forward? What do you look forward to, especially with six of your seven starters back? Yeah, no, I just uh, look forward to you know getting them back. Uh, one of them mentioned after the match, hey, if uh, coach wanted us back in the gym on Monday, we'd all be there. They uh, they they're eager to <laughs> to just uh, kind of make up for some things that didn't go our way. I'm certain of that, and uh, excited to be back with that group. A lot of the group, you know, uh, we learn we lose some uh, important guys, some senior leadership, but uh, they were you know kind of antsy and and excited to to get back when when that time comes and I'm sure they'll do that so we'll we'll move forward and we'll learn from from this it's hard it's hard in the moment it really is it is really hard but uh, truly I believe uh, I'm I'm certain through personal experience that you're going to be a little bit better because of this in life whatever you go to the the guys that are leaving us going into the business world or some of them, you know, one of them's going to be a father in a couple months. You know, he's going to be a better father because of lessons he's learned throughout this season. They, those guys are going to be better business partners and, and uh, you know, through the lessons that they learned this season. Sean Olmstead is on BYU Sports Nation, head coach of the men's volleyball team. Three of your guys uh, currently on the team, and then you add some alumni, are going to play with Team USA. They're on their way to Anaheim this week. Uh, ben Patch, Jake Langlois, and Brendan Sander. What can that do for them this summer to be able to train with Team USA for a couple of months? Yeah, just a lot of uh, high-level volleyball. 
and uh, playing against guys that have uh, a lot more experience than they do. So it's fun to play against those guys to kind of watch them, to kind of copy them a little in the gym, try to do what they do. And it's fun for them to see those guys, how they take care of their body in, in, in practice, in recovery, and uh, make sure they're at the, the best health that they can be the, the other athletes. And they can try to sort of copy that as they, uh, as they prepare themselves for another season in the MPSF. And so, uh, but most importantly, just the experience, the, the volleyball touches, we say, and uh, being able to, uh, you know, play against very, very high level competition, which they get here every day at BYU, but this is a whole another level, the next, the next level, you would say. And so it's nice that those guys are going to get to be able to practice every single day and uh, in a way compete with those guys. Well, I know you're bummed out quite a bit, uh, but it was a heck of a season and uh, a lot of guys return back. We're looking forward to an exciting uh, season next year as well. So yeah, thanks for coming no, in. Uh, thank you guys. And uh, whoever sent you out there, Jeremy, whoever made that happen, it's a sincere thanks for having you and the coverage and uh, what you guys have done all year has been remarkable for our program. And honestly, we wouldn't have the fan support and, uh, you know, the support from everybody if it wasn't with, for guys like you that are uh, pumping up the program and, and doing a great job on Twitter or Twitter or whatever it is and uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook and Snapchat and all that stuff. Something so thank you guys. Fun. Thank you. Really. Thank you. No, we appreciate it. It's fun to just write the coattails of the, uh, you know, number one team in the country. So that's yeah. fun. Sean Olmstead on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up. ESPN's Jake Trotter on expansion. Are we any closer what Oklahoma said and what it means? This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live at noon Eastern, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Baseball jumps out of conference to face crosstown rival Utah Valley tonight in Orem. The game can be heard on BYU Radio at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Our Twitter question, do you feel the Big 12 is closer to expansion? Use the hashtag BYUSN at y for life the Big 12 is the one conference that is closer and farther at the same time. They need two divisions based on how they how divided they are. Well, they would have two divisions if they expanded, for sure, but there's a double meaning to that with the expansion or the divisions. At Dwight C. Lane, no, they will be close to expansion on the day they announce which schools they actually invited to join. I'm more in that camp, but to learn more on that, we bring in Jake Trotter of ESPN.com on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? We're doing we're doing well. It's May and there's Big Twelve expansion rumors, so that's what we do here uh, during the summer on BYU Sports <laughs> Nation. That's what I do too. So yeah, exactly. I'm right what, there with you. What have the last days and weeks been like? As uh, yet again, the Big Twelve and expansion or not have uh, surfaced again. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about you know how close the Big Twelve is to expanding. It it really depends on the minute. I mean, yesterday in and of itself <laughs> was crazy because you had. I talked to the OU uh, board chairman uh, uh, of the Regents who said he's against expansion and he's not alone. And then you have David Bourne coming out later on in the day with a joint statement in this region saying that uh, he still uh, is right where he's been before, which is uh, the formation of a conference network, and uh, to expand back to at least 12 teams while the board chairman got put back in his place and and was told that – uh, or, or issued the statement that he supported whatever direction the president took. So it's it's just another crazy day in the Big 12. I do think that 
This is the closest the Big 12 has been to expansion since 2011 when they brought in TCU in West Virginia. Now, I don't know if you're gonna, what percentage that is, uh, but I do think there's a vote coming. And that in of itself uh, means there's a, there's a decent chance that the Big 12 could actually vote to expand. With that in mind, Jake, what's different this time around? Why have they gone farther down this process than they have before? I think part of it is because they've been down this process so many times before. I think everybody in the league, I mean, the one consensus in the league, you know, I was out in Phoenix for the, the spring meetings in the conference, and just the one thing I gathered out of it was everybody's sick of it. Um, and whatever, you, whatever, however you feel about it, I think everybody wants to take a vote. Expand, don't expand. Let's make a decision, and, and let's move forward with that decision. So that's why I think that the, a vote is coming, because even the people – that are against expansion want to take a vote as well uh, so that the league can appear more stable and, and move forward with whatever format they choose to vote on. Do you think that they will expand, if not this year, the year after that? or two, like, Is expansion inevitable with the Big 12, in your opinion? I don't know if it's inevitable. I think some change is coming to the conference. So, but What I mean by that is, let's say the Big 12, let's say Borden's agenda got, uh, agenda got voted down uh, this summer, and, and the Big 12 chose not to expand. Well, I think, I think you could see OU say, okay, well, uh, we are going to start to prepare to look at other conferences. conferences. And so then maybe down the line, that could pull, force the, the league to, to take another vote and maybe to expand. Or, you know, maybe OU just up and leaves the league uh, when these branding of right contracts are up or, or pretty close to it. I mean, that, that that's sort of where Bourne is positioning Oklahoma heading into the summer. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, the, some change is coming. What that change is, we, we won't really know uh, until we get deeper into the summer. But Boren has has pushed this agenda. Uh, and he knows what he's doing. You know, he's an experienced politician, was a senator for a long time. Uh, you know, he, he, he is using whatever leverage he has in order to at least get his agenda before the board. And that's exactly what he's done, because that's going to be the complete focus of the Big 12 later on this month. Jake, will you expound on the contracts you just mentioned that were uh, close or, or pending to expiring? Yeah, those are the, the, the granting of right contracts, which, which basically everybody in the league has agreed to uh, give their money to the league first, their TV money uh, to the league, and then, and then the Big 12 gives it right back. The idea of this is that if you left the conference, that you wouldn't have any TV money until the contract runs out. So if, let's say, OU went to the SEC tomorrow, they wouldn't have any TV money coming in until 2025. That's what's kind of settled wow. down. You know, we had, these, um, we had these seismic shifts year after year in the college landscape, and, and these granting of rights were developed in order to settle everything down. And it, and it certainly has. I mean, we haven't had any big realignment. Uh, in a few years now, uh, when those contracts come out, we could have another seismic, seismic shift, and that's why, you know, I think everybody wants to make a decision so that the, the conference can work on stability heading into 2024, 2025, when these contracts come up and, and everything gets crazy again. You know, the other thing, too, you guys know this, in college sports, I mean, contracts can, can be negotiated out of, so I don't think it's necessarily 2024. I mean, I think you, anytime you get into the – once we get into the 2020s, uh, you know, you could start to maybe negotiate yourself out of, out of these contracts. 
Jake, for our viewers and listeners, it begs the question, what is your educated guess on where you think BYU stands in all of this? It, it's, it's at the top. Now, I don't think that there is a clear-cut number one. I think there is, I, I would break this down into tiers, and I think BYU is in the top tier. Uh, you know, BYU has some definite pros, uh, you know, terrific football tradition, great following, great support for football. I think people, when BYU is on, TV that necessarily not are not necessarily BYU fans. They may they may sit and watch. That's a that's a valuable sort of hard to measure characteristic. Uh, so I think all those things you know they great attendance last year was at fifty eight thousand I think. Uh, so which would would have ranked third or fourth in the Big Twelve. So BYU is a lot of strengths, but there are some negatives too. I mean uh, it, it's far from everywhere, but especially West Virginia. It's a two thousand mile trip from Morgantown, West Virginia to Provo, Utah. Uh, so that potentially is problematic. Uh, as you guys know, BYU does not play on Sundays, which could create some logistical issues for the non-revenue sports, uh, particularly baseball, softball, women's soccer, uh, which have pretty pretty uh, uh, hardy uh, Sunday schedules. Uh, and and then you know the thing too, uh, you know, the, there's really nobody by BYU with the exception of Boise State and Colorado State. So the Big Twelve would have to look. Uh, if it was going to add two two programs to the conference, okay, you know, there's some attractive candidates on the east side. Could you really add uh, a Connecticut, for example, in a BYU? I, I don't know how that would work. So uh, I think location is something that's really probably going to hurt BYU, but I think the football is something that, that will really help. And I don't know how anybody is going to weigh these factors uh, because there are, you know, pros and cons for every expansion candidate out there, but uh, I think the, the pros for BYU are very strong, and, and that's why I would put them in the top tier for sure. If the Big 12 decided to expand today and they made the decision on the teams, do you think that BYU would be involved in that, in your opinion? Involved By involved, uh, I mean, would they be invited? You're asking me if the Big 12 expanded today and added two teams, would BYU be one of them? Yes. yes. I would say yes. I think I think the most likely scenario. You just scenario, got a thousand more Twitter followers from BYU fans. Jake. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, they've been pouring in the last week. I, <laughs> I think uh, I think BYU Cincinnati is probably the safest, most likely scenario. But it's not the only one. Uh, there are a lot of others out there, and you, you know, when you have this many people uh, that are going to be voicing their opinions, they have their own own opinions about uh, you know who the Big Twelve should add. I mean, I know for a fact there's, there are people that are going to be advocating. Uh, Central Florida, South Florida, uh, as an upside pick. I know Connecticut has some support. Uh, Colorado State uh, is another program that has been mentioned. Uh, Memphis and Houston, um, you know, make more sense for the footprint. So uh, I, I don't want to get anybody's hopes up and say that it's a lock. It, it is not by any means. Too late, you know, Jake. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on the record. I, I think uh, there's no lock out there, but I, I mean – you know, I think a lot of people would like to trade places with BYU in terms of the packing order of Big 12 expansion candidates. Absolutely. Jake Trotter of ESPN.com. Jake, we appreciate the time. Great insight. Great stuff. Okay. Thanks, guys. Take care. That was Jake Trotter on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Interesting uh, stuff from him. I know I personally feel better now. <laughs> well, I, he didn't tell me anything we didn't already know. I think that BYU will be involved if they expand. But but Jake is right that it's not a lock. It's not a lock. It really isn't. Um, and so the rumors continue, and we just have to sit here and yep. wait at, from a place of desperation. Roller coaster ride continues. Yeah.
Coming up, lacrosse advances in the MCLA tournament, and it's a baseball and softball game day. It's on the Cougar Whip Round. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most, let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. The baseball team is in action tonight at Utah Valley at 8 Eastern. The game replaces the game which was rained out two weeks ago. Hayden Rogers will start for the Cougars tonight. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Softball. Bet Cats, Ashley Thompson and McKenna Bull are the WCC Player and Pitcher of the Week for BYU Softball. This is Bull's sixth time as Pitcher of the Week. Cougars travel to Logan to face the Utah State Aggies tonight, 7 Eastern time. Lacrosse. 7th-ranked lacrosse beat Oregon State 7-5 last night in the opening round of the MCLA tournament. Chris Severson pulled off a hat trick during the game. The Cougars play second-ranked Georgia Tech tonight at 9.45 Eastern. Volleyball. Beat the Rambling Wreck. BYU men's volleyball finished number two in the final ABCA, ABCA poll. The Belmont Abbey head coach <laughs> gave BYU a first-place vote. What? The women's team. Continues their tour in China as they won four or five sets against the number two ranked team in Hong Kong. Nicely done. Future guests, Gordy Bravo of softball, Patrick Fishburn of men's golf, who is advancing to the NCAA regionals. Congrats. Today's Rise to Chats brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. For help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We give it to the Belmont Abbey head coach, Sean Manzi, who gave BYU a first place vote in the final <laughs> ABCA poll. What were you thinking? A split national championship now. Have we read any quotes <laughs> from him as to why? No. I don't, I don't think he's on Twitter. Otherwise, I – because I called him out on Twitter yesterday. I was like, who gave BYU a first-place vote? Are you crazy? By the way, we do have the MPSF championship uh, trophy still on our desk. Sean, o- Sean Olmstead didn't care to grab it on his way out. They, it was national championship or bust. So this I think this puppy's on here for a while. We'll see. I, I love it. It's a nice set dressing. There's nothing wrong with having it's, a trophy like a that dinky, on the desk. It's a dinky trophy for what it means, to be honest. We need to get, uh, we need to get a better trophy. Today's uh, Twitter question, do you feel the Big 12 is closer to expansion? The elite tweet of the day is that Cougar Stats. We read it earlier. This is great. They're closer to some form of shun, expansion, explosion, implosion, derision, delusion. Cougar Stats bringing it. Thank you to our guest today, Blaine Fowler. Sean Olmstead joined us in studio. Jake Trotter from ESPN joined us at talking to Big 12 expansion. Thanks to those guys, everybody on the crew as well. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. Show's on demand on BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Spencer Hafoka. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern time. See you!